Uh, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast Celebration 2018, Day 2. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podday FM. Remember, if you guys subscribe, you don't need to ask where's the Android version or where's the Apple version because you will already have it and it'll drop right in your box and you'll get a nice surprise. Speaking of surprises that aren't so nice, um, I recorded day one's episode before uh, finding out that when they made the statement about no one getting arrested or charged with things, I didn't know that they showed footage of his body. Um, I know a lot of people are very upset by that, and it kind of ruined things that were going down at the celebration of his life with that, especially when you have nothing compares to, I don't understand their timing of stuff. I don't understand the media out here. And I guess around the world in some places, mostly in the United States, the need to show his body. I mean, I'm from Los Angeles. It isn't the murder capital of the world, but we have a lot of murders They don't show stuff like that. So I'm really taken aback um, by that. I just wanted to address it. I guess that's why you guys were so appreciative yesterday of the podcast day one and just keep you guys notified when it came to the Nothing Compares to You announcement and the new website. Um, Like I said, at the end of it, we're all in this together. We're going to pull through. This is going to be a somewhat shorter version of the celebration podcast days just because our day two started we probably had less than three hours there and because of the target center event having to get moved for the timberwolves a lot of things are off today more so than yesterday and we'll address that the first thing though is we got to see it was introduced by wally safford this time he was wearing those sunglasses I still didn't ask him where he got him from. Maybe you guys can. Now, he introduced it, and then he was talking about piano microphone show two, which he said took place on January 22nd. It actually was January 21st, 2016. Thank you guys for speaking up on it. And Wally did say you guys know more than he does, which was interesting to say the least. But I appreciate you guys speaking up and letting your voice be heard on certain things. Now, show two, Paisley Park, January 21st, 2016. I've written a review for that, but those notes are at home. So I have the notes that I have for today. That was my last time seeing Prince perform live. So it was a little bit more emotional for me. And when he walked off the stage at the end, I wanted him to come back. And that was uh, really tough to watch. I just didn't want him to leave, even though I knew how it ended. Um, you know, during during that show, you know, he played a lot of what he felt were sad songs. And then, so they picked up right at where, how come you don't call me anymore? And he's like, I swear, one more sad song and I'm done. When he was here, I know some people, you know, would get upset about the sampler set or him performing Kiss. 
I guess my kiss was how come you don't call me anymore? And I was like, this is just Prince showing me away. Like, oh, you don't like this song. I'm still going to have him play it first. So they picked up in the middle of the show. And, man, his voice was so crisp. Just incredible. Who would have thought, like, three months later he wouldn't be here anymore? Just, he was killing it. Killing it. And then he did a little bit of the ladder, walked away from it, walked away from the piano. He went back there, finished it up. He went to I Want to Be Your Lover. And that's one of the songs that, to me, it's just really hard to be sad when that's playing. You know, it's just one of those grooves I've always loved, whether it's on piano or it kicks in with guitar. It's just amazing. And he's like karaoke. But he sang it with, he sang it. He let us be a part of it like he always does. They went to Raspberry Beret and he talked about Lisa, like Lisa wrote this. And he made sure, because in show one, some people were getting confused. Um, in show two, he made sure to say that Lisa wrote this little melody, medley part that's at the beginning of the song, you know, and then throughout it, but not the song itself, just that one cut. And he goes, it was absolutely funky. They went to Starfish and Coffee, short version, you know, where he only does the first verse and then the chorus and he goes on. Then he played the longest version of Venus de Milo that in current memory that I've heard in a while. And they went into the tearjerker of sometimes it snows in April, which obviously since April 21st, 2016 has taken on such a different meaning for all of us. Just a hard song. I saw people who didn't know each other, seeing someone that was crying, you know, gave them either a pat on the back or hugged them. That was really sweet and really nice. It's a little bit of a break because during I Want to Be Your Lover, there was there were some people behind me and they were getting the lyrics wrong. Uh, but sometimes it snows in April was just absolutely beautiful and just heartbreaking, you know. And I'm trying to keep my cool and my girl next to me, it was just hard for her. Then he switched it up and he went to Dear Mr. Man. And he did some lyric changes. You know, he talked about the water in Flint, Michigan. Then some other stuff that was going on in the world. He, and then this whole relevance of 2016, we're saying ain't no sense in voting. You know, it's like he knew what was going to be happening with that election and other stuff. And he wasn't able to be here to see it, but the lyrics were still <clears throat> as important as when they were released in 2004. They did a beautiful version of, of Case of You. And when he hits those high notes and the scream, again, that voice is so crisp. So crisp. That was time for the encore. He walked off stage and then he did Kiss. <clears throat> Great version on piano. You know, instead of Dynasty, he said Duck Dynasty. Kind of went into it and he's all, you know, just kind of killing it because it was supposed to be, you know, about you. And then people were saying, I'm. He's like, y'all conceded. It's supposed to be you. You know? And I think that was actually in Raspberry. I'm getting a little bit confused, so I apologize. It was Baby, I'm the Most line, or Baby, You're the Most. Um, then when Kiss went into a great, great rendition of Black Sweat on the piano. And it just... He walked off stage again. And you see the symbol that was on the doors. And that's something when I was there, 
April 16th into April 17th, 2016. The symbol was no longer on the door. As far as I know, that symbol has been there since like 92, 93. And I always thought that was odd that the symbol was gone that April. Um, then Kirk Johnson came on stage, put um, his lyric book up and messed with the iPod a little bit. iPad, excuse me. <clears throat> and, you know... Prince made sure to come out and like show your love for Kirk Johnson, show your love for this man right here. It couldn't have been done without him. Kirk at the time uh, changed out, you know, the carpeting. It was floor. It was just a floor that was on Paisley forever. And they put carpeting in, installed different things. So he's giving me a shout out for that. They did free yourself. You know, he talked about heaven on earth and Paisley park. It was, Hard watching him walk off that stage, and I just didn't want him to go. Wally came back out, <clears throat> said that was church, man. He was like, I wanted to free myself. And he was like, I have a few church announcements. And then uh, we went into the MPG Music Club room for I- iconography, which was on uh, Nancy Bunt, Terry Guideson, Nanny McLean, and Alan Belio was supposed to be. I'm mean, Maybe butchering his name, so I apologize. So Alan B., who's like Prince's photographer from 1980 to 1982, a little bit of it. I was really interested in hearing what he had to say. Unfortunately, there was a mix-up because of the dates being switched for the Target Center. So he wasn't there. He was at yesterday's panel, so that was great for those people that got to see it. I didn't get to see it, so I was a little bummed by that. Steve Park was the narrator of it or the moderator. Um, Nandy shared some stories about, you know, she was just taking photos of, of herself, of others. Then Prince kind of saw that with an image of her buying a camera, like, oh, you're taking pictures now. Then he flew her out, you know, and then she started taking photos. Then Terry, um, she was taking photos of Prince that turned into the sacrifice of Victor Book, basically talking about that entire tour and then that one shot that's used for the cover and for the let it go single like they're looking for a place to shoot that day we didn't have too much a bunch of ugly buildings then they kind of passed a corner while driving and there was just like this perfect thing of looking up a hilltop so it's like she's like this is a spot to film and there was a people having a picnic and then prince just shot out of the car started posing and she would take the photos and she was saying every time he heard he would hear the click he would go into a different pose she didn't need to tell him it so she says they took about 20 snaps and that was it he's like all right let's go we got it and then she just kind of apologized to people having a picnic and they just were a gasp you know that he was just there taking photos of that and nancy she was um the person that photographed the entire Purple Rain tour, she worked there for five months, accumulating over 20,000 rolls of film. And they shot, she keeps shooting until they're like, okay, we have enough. <laughs> so that was just very interesting of it, of those things. And there's one, Terry's favorite shot when it came to the 93 Sacrifice of Victor book was an outtake where Prince. I think it's an outtake. I kind of think it's in the book, but she says it's an outtake 
where Prince is kind of like with these three girls and kind of looking up one. And that was her favorite shot. She, she would have called the book an intimate view on that alone. And then Nandy was talking about, you know, was there any like very interesting stories that she had with Prince? And that would be on something else, actually, that her sister talked about. We'll get into that, Maya. So the next, uh, the next thing, just because everything was kind of messed around, they had people take photos with Wally Safford. And then um, I kind of just went off to the side for a little bit. And uh, I was going to talk with Mandy. And then I get like this touch on my shoulder. And it's uh, this guy named Dave. And there's Maite. Uh, so I say hi to Maite. And uh, Bobby Z is there for me. He's like, did you see it? Because they were doing a panel this morning. I'm like, no, we haven't got that one yet. He's like, oh, I'm doing one later today. I'm like, well, I'm not part of that one. So everything is just kind of mixed up. I don't know if I'm getting to see a Bobby one. And then they have the dancers. Uh, uh, Tessanet, formerly uh, Geneva, was there along with Maya McLean. When we had before was Nandy. We thought we were getting Maite. Uh, it didn't happen. She had a thing in the tent to do whatnot. And I guess we could have went there. But I kind of wanted to hear what some of the panelists are doing so I can report on it for you guys. Um, Wally was the person interviewing him. And it was, again, it was put together very last minute. So they asked a couple of questions. And then they kind of turned it over to the crowd. And that's exactly what happened. They just had the crowd ask some questions. They talked about the Super Bowl and like what certain shoes they had to wear. Then, you know, Geneva talked about some things that she would love and wanted to choreograph to and just be meditating to. And then Prince would be like, no, we're not doing that one. And um, stuff that she shot that never got released or other things. Maya had the same question and she talked about the 3121 movie that she's never seen it. So the person was wanting to know what the plot is about. The plot is just um, picks up where a girl finds the purple ticket inside her 3121 CD. And now she's on her way to L.A. to meet her prince. There's more to it than that. I mean, she talked about some videos. We talked about the 3121 movie before on here. You know, they shot videos for the word. They shot videos for the morning after. She talked about a few other things that I've never seen the light of day, yeah, at least officially, like the one you want to see. Plus, there's so much more you haven't seen. Uh, Maya and Nandy, interesting enough, how they got the job to be Prince's backup dancers. This is a story that I'm telling you guys that was not at the panel, but this is just how I, how I knew things. There was an audition that Sena Hamri was doing for the Incense and Candles video, which... Is there a video or there isn't? I saw the audition tape. And then Maya and Nandy were not next to each other when doing the auditions. They had black hair. They were a little bit apart. And then you see that they're twins. And then there was supposed to be some guy. It was a really big, buff dude. But they're like, this is Prince. This is Prince. Pretend this is Prince. And then like, you know, some of the girls, not saying Maya and Nanny, some of the girls weren't getting close to him. Like, you got to get close to him like it's Prince. Touch his chest. Get some of that action going on. So I'm sure Prince was watching the rehearsal footage. He was not at the rehearsal. But I think that uh, Maya and Nandy caught his attention from that Incense and Candles tryout and then hired him to be their dancers. 
his dancers, I should say. So they were there for quite a bit of time. They did film that movie. And one of the things that they talked about was asked is Maya shared a story where one time she went into Paisley. Her hair wasn't done. She was just chilling in jeans and flip flops. And Prince gave her that Prince look like, where do you think you're going? You know, like someone could walk in here and you're you're looking like that. And then, you know, she's all like, I'm just, there's no one in here. It's just you and I. And he's like, oh, should I just have my hair like that? Not looking good. And then she said that he tried to mess his hair up and flip it back and do like a look at her and look like the blue steel look. And then she's like laughing at him. She's like, see, you'd be laughing at me for the look. He's like, I'm not laughing at you for the way you look. I'm laughing at you for that little expression on your face. And I'm so guilty of doing that. When I look in a mirror, I don't even realize it. My girl was clowning on me earlier in the car for me just checking my hair. And I I do the blue steel. I can't explain it. I think I was doing the blue steel before the blue steel. So if you guys ever see me in a mirror one night, you're seeing it. Try not to clown me too hard. Um, but back to that story. Because Maya was wearing the flip-flops. And then they had the, you know, the Jehovah Witness Bible out. The New World Translation. And then she's looking for stuff. I'm like, oh, Jesus wore were flip-flops. The first shoes that he wore, the sandals, were his, he was the first person wearing flip-flops. I was like, ah, oh, very funny. I just thought it was a cute story. I think the movie thing, and I'm going to be doing a review for that. It's going to be a long night for us. Um, we have the movie event, and that's two hours. And then we have Liv Warfield with the MPG horns and other special guests at the Dakota that we're going to be going to. There's a Shockadelica fan party. Uh, I have my tickets to that. I'm really trying to make it to that. <laughs> trying to figure out how to make that work. I just feel that as great as it is that the Timberwolves made the playoffs, it put in a spanner in the works to a lot of stuff that was planned at the celebration not only for the fans, for some people were not arriving till tonight to see the movie. And now if they didn't haven't switched their flight, they're going to miss it at the target center. But not only did it mess with the fans it messed with panels and other things that they had planned again yesterday, I believe that the, one of the twins had a panel along with Maite and we didn't get that. And then another thing is, is that, and this you can't really control. The Sheila E performance that we got ended up being a little shorter, even though she went long on our show, because she brought out Maite and the twins to dance with her during her set. Probably about a half hour longer. It's a little it's a little bit frustrating. I understand the people's concerns. Still two more days left. Maybe they can get things um, in order, but just some VIP people were complaining, like Give it a little bit. Let's see what can be done. You know, they just wanted they wanted something different than what the other GA people were getting. You know, and the VIPs are supposed to be the only ones getting autographs or, you know, being able to meet up with them. And then, you know, people were rushing Maite to have her sign stuff. And I saw some people that were like, we're supposed to have time with her to do that. And now we're not having it. So, um, it just... I think the movie really messed things up that they're trying their best. Just like when Prince was here, some stuff would be a little bit unorganized. I think that they're trying to be more organized this year. 
But the movie thing just messed that all up. And if it didn't happen that way, um, probably wouldn't have been as much of a problem. But I'm enjoying things. I was a little bit bummed that the photographer, Alan, wasn't there at the session today. And I'm just kind of confused by um, the track order. But I'm sure that we're going to get everything. Um, Obviously, with what's happened over the past couple days, all this other stuff is a little bit inconsequential. Um, thank you guys for listening to this show and other shows for giving me a voice. And I guess at times allowing me to be your voice. <clears throat> I appreciate it and just know that I do these for you and these for him. And um, I'm extremely grateful. And... We will be doing another one of these. I don't know when. I don't think I'm going to have enough energy to do it at the at the end of tonight. But I'll definitely try to get one up tomorrow um, to go through stuff before the Paisley Adventures of Day 3. I wish you guys were all here with us. Maybe next time. Maybe in the future. If you guys see me around at Target Center that are in town listening to this, come and say hi. Come and say what's up. All right. Thank you guys again so much for listening, for subscribing on iTunes, on Stitcher, and all the other places. Thank you guys so much for your support. Hope I'm doing you guys good. Now there was a little bit of buzzing in the last episode. I hope I took care of it this one. Let me know on social media. Let me know what other things that you'd like me to cover over the next couple days. Thank you guys again. Much love. Keep it funky. Till next time.